This is exactly right. with a prayer yeah it's a good idea <laughs> dear oprah can you help us please please oprah oprah we just need ten hundred thousand dollars what if we were like oprah's our guest in our, at the chicago podcast festival <laughs> someone what? asked us that on twitter that's right that's they were like that. is the guest gonna be oprah and i immediately wrote no because I just didn't yeah. want her to be sad or have any big feelings. I don't wonder I, if she would talk about murder. I feel like she's like not in that headspace anymore. Oh, but I feel like that's what that show was. I mean, like in the beginning, that show was like Salacious. this man lit his child on fire. Like let's they give him a makeover for real. <laughs> that show was like, oh, really, Sally Jesse Raphael? Well, we're gonna take him one step lower. Yeah. However, there is one episode where club kids are on one of those shows and it's like fucking epic. On Sally Jesse? I think so. Uh, I feel like I've seen like screen grabs from that. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Oh, like, go ahead. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I won't. No and. I just, (laughs) I just no anded you so hard. Okay. The first thing I would like to talk about is how we, although it is not our birthday, nor is it yet Christmas. You and I? Yes. We got a surprise gift from Steven. I know! And you guys, if you ever want to get me a gift, don't bother, because this is the only (laughs) gift I've ever wanted. Steven brought Georgia and I the book Mysteries of the Unknown, the Time Life series we each have. That we talked about last week. And then he went on eBay. He must have had to overnight these on eBay. I mean, here's the problem. Spent all the money in the world. <laughs> the problem is you're so, like, he brought over a bottle. Like, we were drinking, we drank my whiskey and he brought over a bottle. And, like, Steven, no, you're like, we're supposed to be buying you all the <laughs> yes. shits. You're our unpaid intern. <laughs> it's so thoughtful. But I get so- college credit. <laughs> At the at Scientology, uh, you got me Phantom Encounters. I mean, we we're going to co-own these though, right? Because yeah. I immediate the second he handed you yours, I was like, "But wait, what's that one?" We share these with the universe. That's true. Mine is except for you guys can't borrow. Mine is Mystic <laughs> Places, which was the one in the Google image search. Yeah, that's right. With the pyramid in the eye and the Sphinx, some Illuminati shit. It is so crazy. This is beautiful. I mean, I just can't stop staring at it. It's the best gift. Here's one. Here's an article. Here's a, a page titled "Banishing Baneful Ghosts." Nice. Yeah. Who came up with that? Just some bullshit time writer who oh was God, like I'm so unhappy. Yeah. They were like, I'm so sick of talk of like writing about Nixon. And Shakespeare's haunted stage. I'm getting a paycheck. Mine's tracking the Earth's energies and look at this guy who has like those crazy sticks that go in different directions. He looks like, like he has one of those hats on that have like a um, pinwheel at the head on the top. <laughs> oh, Stephen, uh, thank you. Yeah, this You're is welcome. amazing. Stephen Ray Morris from the Percast podcast. Thank we you. should actually put these down because now we're reading books Bye. on our podcast. <laughs> oh my God. That's how good they are. Oh, wow, like, that you was can't, terrifying. These are, I feel like these were on every coffee table in the 80s. Yeah. Where like if you went to your boring aunt's house and got stuck what my my mom's classic <gasps> thing was it, sorry it's adult time so we would get like banished into the tv room and then if nothing good was on tv because there were only four channels because yeah. i'm 67 <laughs> they, 
God bless the house that you went to that had a Time Life series book on the coffee table. But do you remember those people's houses you used to go to, like friends or boyfriends, families when you were like staying for Christmas or whatever? And it was like you had memorized the one magazine that they had in the bathroom because <laughs> no. you went to the toilet to fucking escape just to family. get away. Yeah. And so you knew that fucking the fucking us weekly from 10 years ago <laughs> not 10 like it's more like four so but it's Maybe still four. somehow crazy outdated yes Th- that like i would have memorized every word of these books as a kid because yeah. i would have just read them over and over again at my aunt's house that's right and nothing when i was a child was catered to us there no. was a box of toys that were entertaining when we were under three and under and then it was like and if something good's on tv yeah. or even if something my boyfriend's here. Um, bye. <laughs> cool writer. We uh, um we played I remember this as a kid. Like here's what it was like. We played with kitchen utensils under my grandma's grand piano. <laughs> and you need to shut the fuck up and play with this ladle from 1960. And like, m- pretend it's something. Yes. Just use your imagination. Potato ours was, masher? Ours was always just go outside because we would like, yeah. we we're on a farm. Right. Could, there was all kinds of shit you could be doing outside. Now everyone has lime. Yeah. <laughs> God, these children are tired. Uh, so thank you, Stephen. You're the greatest. Yeah, Stephen. We really appreciate your angel human. Um, couple... Should I just do some Twitter corners? Hell yeah. Because there's been some great stuff happening on our Twitter page. First of all, Krista tweeted at us because Gary Condit is going to appear on Dr. Phil. Shut up. Uh Uh-huh. He's going to discuss the Chandra Levy murder on Dr. Phil. (gasps) Um, It took me a minute because I'm so bad with names, but now that all makes sense. Yeah, sorry. I I should have included both. I'm just trying to open this link so I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. But I could also ask my friend. Oh, yeah. Because it may have already been taped. Well, so we know that now the person who got who was suspected of killing Chandra Levy was let go. And so they're starting to open up that maybe it was Gary Condon, the former senator. Well, they're, they're basically, they exonerated the person who was in jail for the murder. Right. And they're, they have reopened the investigation. Uh, no one's named Gary Condit specifically, but we do know that they've gone back in. They're looking into like basically people who gave him, um, what do you call that? Like, I was there. Alibi. Oh, alibis. Alibis. They're stuff. called I was there. They're called the I was theres. <laughs> We're the best. I was there when he wasn't killing her. <laughs> I believe. Oh, alibis. Time. Man, those things get shaky after a fucking couple of years. That's right. And it's been quite some time. Oh, man. Uh, and you know, he's had another affair. And so his wife is like, you know what? Fuck this. Right. He wasn't at home with me watching fucking Matlock. Yeah, I feel it. That's kind of the kind of the key to like an old cold case totally is you get those people who are like oh yeah remember your awesome boyfriend that you would have done anything yeah. for in 1985 who is a murderer yeah. and it turns out wasn't all that cool he to actually you. wasn't with me that night it turned out he also loved to give me the back of his hand across the face <laughs> often so I and do he came home that night you. covered in blood he was just he looked like a tomato <laughs> So anyhow, that's going to be on Dr. Phil. I can't find the date, but no, no, that's exciting. That's the link is on our Twitter feed. Also, the other thing I, w- I just wanted to give a shout out because um, we had been talking last week about how we hate 
carving pumpkins. <laughs> oh no, what happened? Um, well, Caroline sent us a picture of the most perfect Halloween jack-o'-lantern goals for us. And this is it. It's the tiniest face uh, carved into a pumpkin. And it oh made, when I saw it, it made me laugh so hard. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like an emoji. It's like the size of an emoji and the face of an emoji, like the happy face emoji. It's per- that's all I want in life. But Give then on the wine. hugest pumpkin. So it's basically like this person took a pen and stuck it into a pumpkin. It's so and funny. then they were like, where's my wine? And yeah. where are my Ritz crackers? I'm done. You can laugh out loud, Stephen. That's yeah. good stuff. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Caroline, because I really loved that to the point where I faved it. And then like the next day went, oh, no, I retweet that. That's awesome. And I couldn't find it. And I this morning before work, I must have spent 20 minutes trying to find this tweet. I lo- I lo- can I have a quick, um, I, quick pun corner? Please do. Squad gourds. Instead of goals. Squad, squad gourds? Because it's pumpkin is a gourd. <laughs> Let me explain this. My comedy is like kind of, you know, like it's intellectual. It's written, squad gourds. It's written. Come it's on. reader comedy. <laughs> you gotta. Squad gourds. That's really good. Like, give me a hot minute. Mimi yeah. loves it. No, my God. Mimi's crying laughing right now. <laughs> you can't see it, but trust. She looks so bored. Um, That's amazing. It's really good. Thank you. Uh, 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 oh, and then the um, uh, we got that super awesome um, uh, for somebody. Uh, I'll find her name right now. Um, her name is Jessica Hullinger, and she wrote an article <gasps> for the week called "Why I Am a Murderino." That was, and I love when people write article it's been you know there hasn't been a lot but when they write them and they post yeah. photos that other people of, of, of fan, like Murderino's um, fan art. Yes. Because it makes it so great to get other people's art out there. It's very cool. It's like it's one huge communal effort, kind of. Yeah. Also, the name that. of the article is I Am a Murderito. I, I added the why because I can't not do that. What, what did you say? Why I Am a Murderito. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> well, you know what? So I want to go ahead and give someone that we need to find on the Facebook group credit for making up the word Murderino. Yes. Who is that person? It's a dude and he's like, hey, I came up with that. So we need to find him. Oh, yeah. Someone people are like, not people. Some people are like, let's get that fucking word in Webster's Dictionary. (sighs) Okay. I mean, if too much for you, I hate stuff like that. But I don't mean for us. I mean that I mean that the word that that word means people who are really into true crime. I don't mean like from the My Favorite Murder podcast. (laughs) I mean, like the people who are into true crime. Like, who are who are you? What did you? I'm a murderino. I like that. I just feel like whenever we say the words like, let's get this going, then yeah. there's going to be like, you know, a bunch of people are like, they want us to do it. So yeah. let's do it. Which I get that's I kind know. of stuff is uh, okay. of all the things we should be putting our effort behind. Let's get Trump in the White House. Yeah. That's the thing that I want everybody to really get feet on the sidewalks about. Karen, people are going to think you're t- I posted something <laughs> today of like Hitler is Trump and like, look at all these photos. And someone was like, oh, thank God that I, th- I thought I heard you last week say that you were voting for Trump. And I'm and I got scared. You know what? If you're scared, goodbye. Because that means you don't have a sense of humor. Yeah. Please. I would say 75% of the things I'm saying are either sarcastic or lying. It's that's the kind of the jungle of a personality that I have. That's why I love you, man. Squad gourds. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking squad gourds, girl. (laughs) Okay, I have something to talk about. Okay. From Instagram. You had Twitter corner. I have Instagram corner. That's right. All right. I'm sitting at a bar, as I do, on (laughs) Saturday night, The Roost, which is one of my favorite bars in LA. Very cool place. Divey as fuck. 
hanging out with my friends and then I like scroll to Instagram and someone tagged me in something and I open it and almost started crying and just turned it to my friend and showed her and she looked at me like you know like one of those dude looks yeah have you seen this oh yeah you sent that to me all right okay well so pillworm on Instagram motherfucking got a gorgeous tattoo that says stay sexy don't get murdered and am I wrong to say that it looks like I'm assuming that's a woman yeah I just because that's the usual I think it's on her like back shoulder yeah but it's like across her back shoulder big old big I just wonder like what if it turns out oh yeah no we were serious about Trump and she's like oh fuck I have this tattoo (laughs) on this person these awful people are like oh no we're racist as fuck (laughs) And she's like, wait a second. I just oh. write as the tattoo machine is like, ding. Yeah. There you go. $75. It's, it's a beautiful tattoo. And it's by a girl named her under jaw tattoos. J-I-W tattoos made it. It's like really well done and gorgeous tattoo. And I'm like in awe of it. It's beautiful. And I have to say, you sent me that picture. My sister sent it to me. Adrian sent it to me. Uh, and April sent it to me. Like uh, I got, it was like ding, 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 ding. There's another one too that I just, we can't, I have, I feel like we have to give credit to because it's like this tattoo that she, that pillworm got is me in my twenties. This tattoo that this other girl is me in my like teens. Yeah. And it's a poke, it's a pokey tattoo that you do when uh, you just and I underneath this beautiful tattoo on my leg are the initials of my best friend from when I was fourteen. Yeah, with Indian ink. Yeah, and so this girl did that. I'm just gonna keep talking until I find it. It okay. says "fuck politeness." She and she said, a, "It's a stick and poke." Yeah, I guess it's called. Yeah, and she wrote "fuck politeness" and "stick and poke," and her name is Paulina with three A's and an underscore at the end and you can see her tattoo it's on our it's on our Twitter up yeah. there on Instagram yeah yeah it's, man it's very cool I fucking dig it it's, I mean it's nice that it's uh, there are things uh, that people really that, it, that's resonating yeah and making people feel good and things that they like and that are enhancing their lives that's considering nice. that's nice. the, just the amount of shit that comes out of our mouth that we just don't think twice about and oh, then like you know man, what I'm saying my Trump material is that what you're talking about again <laughs> That comes out of Karen's mouth. Uh, no, I, I was at the bar shit. and I almost started crying and I'm so fucking honored and it's amazing. It's awesome. Okay, yeah. this is a, this is like, we'll call this Laura Corner because my sister, <laughs> the lurker... Um, we'll call it the other Kilgariff. <laughs> the other white Kilgariff. Um, she loves the Facebook page and goes on there all the time. She's so touched by the fact that there's all these rad people talking to each other supporting each other you know about the, her, your, her sister what's that about her sister right no, yeah, no. she's my sister yeah that's what yeah, I meant. but yes but also talking to, oh, she's to like they're other. all so nice they're so fucking nice I mean everyone's just cool and chill so but she found this and it's her favorite it's a guy named Dylan who's in the army and he wrote and said I'm in the army and I always give a short semi-serious statement to the service personnel I supervise on Friday before we leave for the weekend usually I end with something like be safe or don't die but today I said stay sexy don't get murdered and then just walked away to a bunch of guys in the military <laughs> the funny looks I got made it totally worth it just wanted to share that love you oh my god thank you for your service oh my god thank you Thank you for all the people you freaked out for their service, but also the idea that we crossed over into a military. Military. Oh, who? Are you? Oh, what? Do you know me? Hi. Hi. That is the coolest. 
It's so crazy. And oh, I also want to give a shout out. Speaking of everyone being cool and awesome on the Facebook group, the moderators are fucking they're, you know, amazing. And they best they bust their they asses. Gang school of everyone. And it's the best. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, let me look at my list. <laughs> I made a list in a font that looks like it's if there is a four or two font. That's what I did because it's tiny and I can't see. You can't oh. see anything. What? Uh Oh, here it is. Go. And we got lots of people reached out to tell us about this. Because uh, <laughs> it happened in Sacramento. The woman who was walking up the street with a head on a stick. Did you hear about this story? You didn't? <laughs> Am I the one telling you first? A head on a stick? Girl. What the fuck, Sacramento? You guys have some fucking well, ether in it's the It's a floodplain and... No one has anything to do. Everyone's just huffing shit. They're just hot. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like there's there's fumes coming up from melting asphalt. Do you know what else? What? Everyone has fucking lime there. I promise you. <laughs> because you run through a full you run through a field, a cornfield, lime, 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 and then your your brain goes crazy. It's, it's true. I mean, I can't argue this. All right, but then then you put a fucking head on a so apparently, apparently this woman had found a dead body in an abandoned homeless encampment. What? That somewhere, and I, I actually looked it up on a map because I was like, where, where did this happen? Like, I, I, all I could picture was myself in the late 80s, early 90s, driving all hot and bummed out in Sacramento and then looking over on the sidewalk and a woman with a head on it. Now, or would you, and here's what my problem is, is I would be the person who would, who would come upon that abandoned homeless encampment and want to search through it well yeah i mean yeah you would if if you're like out in the woods or something and then all of a sudden it's like oh people lived here but they're not here anymore why it's like detectiving you're yes. like well there's got to be a note so, or receipts that show when they were there, you know there the story the article i read was limited information i feel like more more to come but it seems like this woman herself uh, is homeless and the the first article I read said head on a stick, but then when I looked into it, it was a skull on a stick. So oh. it's not going to be oh, man. as totally nightmare town as it seemed, like as they were kind of selling it. Yeah, but still, the media was making something seem more. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't even. But they in the picture it was pixelated, so there's a chance oh. that there was some bad action that. on that skull. So anyway. I'm very interested to see what the next phase of like. So obviously they took her. She the everybody saw her walking down the street. Why did she do that? Well, here's my theory is either maybe she was mute or she knew that there would be a communication problem. If she said, I found a dead body, she wouldn't be able to express herself correctly. Do you think and, she was mentally disabled? Well, I don't know. I mean, she's a homeless person oh. and her choice was to put a head on a stick and, and walk up the street with leave it. Leave it there. But also she decided to put a head on a stick and walk up the street with it. <laughs> so I think she probably was like, this is going to be the quickest way to get help. And, and I don't want to get- touch it. <laughs> and I'm going to put it on a stick. I'm not going to put it on the top of my head. <laughs> I'm not going to put it on my fist and like use it as a puppet. Oh, no, I'm being disrespectful No, it's now. all so bad. Well, anyway, so we will, I'm going to keep my eye out for that story and what even what all of that is. You know what's so bananas to me and like of these stories that you hear and then you'll never hear about it again. I know. It's these like this person got killed in a hit and run accident and then you just never hear about it again. Well the bummer too is like if this this was an abandoned homeless encampment and somebody died there and who knows what the circumstances were but the bo- they said the body was um Skeleton. had been there for a while. Yeah. So 
they you know nope. they probably won't be able to get a lot of information Nothing. and then it's just going to be like yeah and that's okay. what happens and like someone hasn't heard from their brother in fucking Ugh. 15 years oh my god Bummer. i'm making myself want to cry i know so anyway there's crime all around us but especially in sacramento <laughs> everything's the worst just look for the best things in life get cats <laughs> be stay happy positive. stay positive get a dog the dogs are good too uh should we do our podcast <laughs> No. Any other info? Do you have a uh, oh shirt shirt corner? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's more like shirt corner. Oh, no, why? it's actually good right now. <laughs> um, so we're still at, on Shopify. We're still at myfavoritemurdershirts.com. Man, this shit is like, uh, it's great. Yeah. So right now we have a new shirt, a new design. Even like, newer. It's like newer and like not like when you've seen before. It's designed by Kat Solon and she sent it to me one random late night and was like, what do you think of this? And I almost started crying because it was so cool. It looks like... It looks like you went to camp or you went to like a um, family reunion yeah. and everyone got this shirt. Yes. So it says my favorite murder and there's like mountains and then it says uh, buy your own shit. Get oh, a job. I'm sorry. It says get a job, buy your own shit, stay out of the forest, which is from a couple, a few many episodes ago. Yeah. But it's so charming and funny. There's and a I little forest it. on it. And a little for it looks like a fucking camp shirt. It's like you went to camp my favorite murder and then you <laughs> eighty seven and then you got to bring this home. And for the first time ever there's tank tops. Oh, that's a lot of people wanted those. I know. Girls are like, I have big boobs and I can't wear a t-shirt. Can I please have a fucking <laughs> tank top? And I'm like, I, I've never thought of that. I have A cups. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, we need that feedback. So we sure. get, we're sensitive to every cup. Sure. <laughs> that, that was too much information. Well, it's a fact of life. And when Hillary Clinton is president, you're going to have to deal with everybody's cups every single day. That's the truth. This time I'm being sincere. We start every conversation with our cup size <laughs> and then we move on. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye georgia have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like perfectly scrambled eggs oh my god yes karen and then all i want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day well you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient 
Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. All right. It's my turn to go first this week. It's absolutely not. It is. No, it isn't, but I don't care. No, no, no. You went first last week. (laughs) No, I didn't. I went first. I had the eyeball killer. And you went, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Right up to the second. You were positive. I'm telling you, man, I can argue anything, even though I don't know or believe it. I can just. I was totally believe. I was like, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> this Sorry. is this one. Uh, the <laughs> Let's go. Oh, yeah. Everybody calm down. Um, the reason that I. This is my murder this week is because uh, Guy Branham, Mm -hmm. a friend of the show, hilarious comedian, Mm -hmm. um, asked me if I'd heard of these killings. Uh, And he's good. He's so good. And when he said what they were, I was like, my brain wrote an entire thing of what it meant. Ooh, it's Um, one of those names. Yeah. And then, so... um, it takes place in the Philippines, and they're called the My Way Killings. Okay. So, let me paint the picture for you a little bit. It will be a little bit confusing at the beginning, but I'm just going to run down a little information for you, and then it'll all become clear. Get at it. <laughs> Get out Get of town. Get <laughs> Get up into that attic. Uh, okay, so, I don't know if you guys know this. I didn't until I started looking into this, that uh, Filipinos love karaoke they fucking love it as a nation it's basically their national pastime okay um almost every philippine home has a karaoke machine whoa um they would hate me it's <laughs> why because why because i can't sing for shit and i'm scared of karaoke it's i i'm scared of karaoke well we'll talk about that yeah, but yeah. it's so let's make this about <laughs> me, 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 me. Uh, so they every every birthday party, every holiday party, um, and they have so many 
karaoke and videoki, which is a different version of karaoke where you get scored <gasps> against other people that are doing karaoke that Who night. Who scores you? The machine. Holy shit. So it's how many... Um, there's another thing that's like that. Maybe it's banned. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, sorry, I just hit my microphone. Man, machines are fucking taking over and judging us now and they scoring are. us. Oh, Guitar Hero. It's oh. a little bit like Guitar Hero where it knows if you're hitting the right notes right. or not. And so sense. you get a score for video key. Um, so Fuck it actually you. gets very competitive in the bar. So if you're singing, like it's whoever's getting the best score on their song. Can we all just chill, please? I mean, so in, in the Philippines, there's KTVs, which is, stands for karaoke television. And that bar is wholesome. It's like your whole family can go there. People have parties there or whatever. Okay. They cater to all ages. They serve food. There's private rooms. Um, then there's regular karaoke bars that are laid back. You, you have a drink. You embarrass yourself publicly. That's the whole yeah. idea of it. Yeah. Good times. Don't go there if you want to just chill. It's like there's people singing. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. You're, it's funny and you're going to get drunk and whatever. Sometimes yeah. there's even a live band to do vocals with. That is awesome. Um, but then there's nightclubs and their nightclub, the thing that are called nightclubs in the Philippines are basically strip clubs with karaoke. <laughs> and there's exotic dancing. Um, there's back rooms that feature more than just singing. That's direct, directly from an article. What is more than just singing? Well, so basically they have, um, women, uh, who work there that they're called g- guest service yes. officers. G- I think guest service officers. And they're basically like strippers that are paid to sit with the guys at the tables. They have those in Japan. I, they're not strippers for sure. They're, you know, but they are sit and have a conversation like hosts. Yes. They're hostesses. Yeah. 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 We're going to so, get, um, I feel like it, the, basically they're trying to get a bunch of things done at once at their nightclub. So they kind of offer all these different like things to get people in. Exactly. Yeah. Um, even in remote villages, families living in bamboo huts will have a karaoke machine in their wow. house. Yeah. Um, which is because it's amazing. And so the, the world's first karaoke machine was invented. It was called the Juke 8 and it was in, built by a Japanese inventor and musician named Daisuke Inui in 1971. But the current um, patent holder is, uh, the Filipino inventor Roberto del Rosario. Huh. And he developed the karaoke sing-along system in 1975. So it's basically like, it's their hometown invention. That's awesome. Um, and also everybody's heard of, cause singing is really like a huge thing in the pop culture in the Philippines. Um, it, you've probably heard of Ar- Arnel Pineda, but he is the Filipino singer that replaced Steve Perry in the band Journey. Oh, he was in yeah. a Journey cover band. Oh, yeah. And he, when when Steve Perry had throat stuff and yes. he couldn't tour. And they were looking for their replacement. It's this guy who sounds exactly like Steve Go Perry. Go to fucking YouTube, man. He's it's amazing. out of control. He's incredible. And... um they found him from, from, uh, you know, I get, oh no, I, I don't know how they found him. I think but it was, I think his YouTube karaoke of Stephen Perry. Is it? Yeah, Steve Perry. Okay. Well, it's, he had a cover, he had a journey cover band. Right. That I think they somehow, maybe someone yeah. sent him video. Yeah. But there's also the, um, there's a little, 
um, girl named Sharice mm-hmm. who was Filipino and sh- her YouTube video was so popular it got sent to Oprah and she appeared on Ugh. Oprah when she's 10 and her singing voice is incredible can you lose your I start crying when it, I don't cry I start crying when I see this shit man yes like little talented kids like that? Oh, like little talented kids who are not trained to be these talented people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. aren't trained. It's natural. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You gotta be on Oprah. It's so beautiful. Um, so they, so they say, uh, basically, so I was looking into like, it's why is singing this popular yeah. in the Philippines? And, um, just a little background, nearly 50% of the people who live in the Philippines, and that's estimated at 87 million people, live on less than $2 a day. Wow. And many are forced to eke out a living selling scrap and bric-a-brac or begging. A um, lot of impoverished neighborhoods. The karaoke machine is the one luxury that the mm. whole community gets to enjoy and, and doesn't do without. Um, so basically, that's their only entertainment. And uh, it's the closest a lot of them get to come to escape besides drinking and whatever it's like you have a little moment where you know you can kind of be good and also i looked it up um research is there's a time time magazine article that was written in 2013 about the positive effects of singing no way and um they researchers researchers just i'm just reading from this article thing but they research researchers um discovered singing is like an infusion of the perfect tranquilizer the kind that both soothes your nerves and elevates your spirits um you feel elated when you sing which comes from endorphins a hormone released by singing which is associated with feelings of pleasure and it they you also release uh oxytocin which is um a chemical that's found to alleviate anxiety and stress and it it enhances feelings of trust and bonding bonding which is explains why more studies have found that singing lessens feelings of depression and loneliness a very recent study even a attempts to make the case that music evolved as a tool of social living and the pleasure that comes from singing together is our (sighs) evolutionary reward for coming together cooperatively instead of hiding alone in a cave by yourself yeah um that is fucking heavy and intense and crazy and like makes me want to sing a lot more to myself Mm mm-hmm it's also make, make when I read that I was like, oh, that's why I immediately start crying when I hear like gospel music, when like yes. amazing or amazing choral music or like musicals. Well, when I go to like uh, temple, the rare times I go to temple and we sing these songs in a language I don't understand, but I know what it means, and we all know the words in Hebrew, which is fucking crazy because I don't speak Hebrew. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Like it feels. Yeah, it feels like community. Yes. Yeah, and that feeling, it's like, it's doing the work for you. Yeah. Being there and being submerged in that sound is bonding you to those people that you're doing it with. Fuck. It's very cool. I'm going to not... I'm going to not hide my voice next time Vince and I are driving and he puts a song on that I know because I'm like, sing really quietly. No, go for it. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, because <clears throat> that's the other thing is I, I've always been like a big, loud, I came up on like the Annie cast album. Yeah. So like just big, loud nose singing has always <laughs> been my thing. Um, but it's very, it's a, also, I think part of, for me, 
singing is so embarrassing because it's so personal yeah. that once you do it, I think people respond to it because they know how hard it is. It's like public speaking or anything else. I'm amazed. And I've seen you sing... And I'm amazed. I can't. I'm so in awe of people who can draw things that don't look like the th- nothing close to what it's supposed to be, and people who can sing. It's just, it's it's amazing to me. Yeah. When I first started singing, though, doing like doing songs on stage, the fir- I would say the first fifteen times I did it, I it was very quiet. Like I couldn't breathe very well, yeah. and it was just so. But I just kept doing it anyway. Yeah. Somehow I don't know why. That's life. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. But off of me. Unfortunately, I'm going to change the subject <laughs> off of myself. And uh, so anyway, oh, <clears throat> all these factors yeah. are uh, uh, d- uh, part of that cultural phenomenon. It's basically these people are figuring out how to self-soothe. And it's like life is really hard. There's, you know, a lot of people like have it hard and, you know, live. It's it's also a very violent place. There's a ton of illegal guns there. There's a lot of machismo culturally, mm-hmm. um, a lot of fighting, and it's so so. There's the need for that kind of uh, release valve, yeah, and that's where they find it, which is actually really beautiful. Totally. Um, so all of these factors uh, contribute to a disturbing phenomenon that's taken place in the past decade. There have been over a dozen murders of people singing the song My Way. Stop your fucking face. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I swear to God. To that song. Oh my to God. That, that song. Losing my mind. Like you said, that everything leading up to this was beautiful. I really led you down the stony yeah, path. Really? I thought it was like, and the inventor got killed. <laughs> I did not expect the craziest thing I've ever heard. I'm so excited. Isn't it so good? It's so, so good. When Guy said that to me, he was like, have you heard of the My Way murders in the Philippines? I was just like, immediately like, please let there be a serial killer that goes around to karaoke bars and only kills people in their car what? after the thing. Whatever. Well, you I know what I was going to say? I was going to say, I didn't know what it was going to be. And I was like, oh, My Way must be a place in fucking the Philippines. <laughs> my Way you know it's like that's how M-E-I. you say it M-E-I, my way and it's gonna be that <gasps> no this is so much more intriguing it's so good because so I mean, here's it sucks i'm so sorry for everybody died. yeah tell me everything it's rough um <laughs> so on may 29th 2007 a 29 year old karaoke singer of the song my way and it's if you haven't heard it it's the frank sinatra hit from 1969 it was written by paul anka and it's basically a biographical song it was written for frank sinatra it's just basically like my career's been like this because i fucking did it my way yes it's been hard but also i kicked ass and it's super braggy braggadocio it's basically a go fuck yourself to it's everyone. a go fuck yourself i did it my way right yeah. it's a bit self-explanatory sure, but also fuck you frank sinatra he's a dick <laughs> i hate that guy do you hate frank I fucking sinatra? hate i think he's a dick well i love him and so now we're in a fight <laughs> um <laughs> read what he did to fucking mia farrow oh no i know yeah it's that's rough stuff okay sorry uh, no no it's okay uh so a 29 year old karaoke singer of the song my way at a bar in san mateo rizal was shot dead as he sang the tune by the bar's security guard who was arrested after the incident according to reports the guard complained that the young man's rendition was off key and when the victim refused to stop singing the guard pulled out a 38 caliber pistol and shot him dead uh so this this is the other thing about the song My Way. It's pretty hard to sing because it's oh. in this weird key um, where it's low. 
it goes up high but there's when you're in the low part especially if you're drunk it's like but there is a casual drunkenness to it too the way Frank Sinatra sings it that it's just like an I don't, actually don't care that much about the you know yeah it's almost talk singing in certain yeah parts. and it's it's very dra- it's like a long song yeah it gets, it's draggy and it's sad it could be like depressing if you're in a bar drinking and you just want to fucking hang out right exactly so uh it's actually become such a problem that it that song has been taken off of most karaoke bar song lists because people don't want the problem. They don't want <sighs> already. Trouble. I'm freaked. I thought it was one guy who was going around doing this. It's just like a okay. It's a, it's basically it's a thing that causes people to fight and murder, dude. Uh, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna lose. So fucking crazy. Okay. Um. Uh. So. So, uh, there was actually an article in the New York Times about it, and the writer asked, are the killings the natural byproduct of the country's culture of violence, drinking, and machismo, no. or is there something, <laughs> or is there something inherently sinister about the song? Which is kind of funny, like it's a cursed song that you will die at the end, no. or, you know. It was one, the first person who was mentally unstable who brought his 38 to work and killed a guy, and then everyone else is copying him. Yes. So next. So, anyways, moving on. Sorry. Well, but no, that's it. <laughs> I think more. it's a good theory. Um, there, most of those f- karaoke bars that I was describing to you earlier are really violent places. Anyway, it's uh, like people are going there to blow off steam. They're going there to get shit faced. Yeah. There's a lot of steam to be blown off. Okay. And so there's there's lots of fights. Anyway, so there's nefarious people who have who are there anyways. Yes, but they often fight over bad singing and the singing of boring songs. I can see that. And um, they so they're saying it could just reflect the popularity of the song combined with the popularity of karaoke combined with the violent and the competitive nature too of it that's exactly right because that one video or whatever it literally scores you so you're in a bar you're trying to have a good time on a friday night you've got the hired gals here and the real gals over here and you're going up there and you're trying to be cool you don't want to suck and in your drunk mind, I mean, how many times have you been to karaoke where someone's like, I'm going to sing like, what if God was one yeah, of us or something like, where you're like, please don't you. do that to us. Fuck you. You're, I know you're showing off. Sing something with your fucking friends. Don't sing Nora Jones at a karaoke yeah. bar. Oh my God. You're, you you're can't sing me... like Nora Jones. Yeah. Just get, get some, should I stay or should I go? Let people have a good time. The cars, always good. Cars. Blondie's probably always good. Blondie, Cars, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> don't do fucking Fiona Apple, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't bring that, don't bring that sadness to your own door. No, don't bring me down. Uh, no, another great song. <laughs> um, all right, so, uh, uh, I lost my spot. Um, I can keep talking and naming songs people should sing if they want. Now, uh, shit, this is all repetitive. Um, what was the second murder? Tell me the second murder. Shit. I'm gonna first tell. I'm gonna tell everyone in the meantime. Yeah. About. Uh-huh. I th- uh huh. I did oh. the thing where I click and it flicks me back I to know. the top, and then I lose my spot. The only time I've done karaoke where I was like, that was the fucking coolest, is I did it at a bowling alley in Eagle Rock, and they happened to fucking have Dead Kennedys on there. <gasps> they happened. It was Kill the Poor, which is like not. It wasn't like the guys. Song- that sarcasm, just in case. Yeah. It was no, no, no. It was a song called Kill the Poor. No, <laughs> I know. Like, okay. Uh. I'm sorry, I fucking killed it. Like, <laughs> I already knew those songs because I was 14 and obsessed with Dead Kennedys. Yes. And I, I just fucking, I had a couple beers already. But people went crazy? 
my three friends that were there and the rest of the empty bar <laughs> yes. were like, yeah, they Georgia. were like high five. Yeah. That's the opposite of the, one of the few times I've done karaoke is my friend put my name in without telling oh, me. Oh, fuck you. And you know what song she picked for me? Oh no. Nothing compares to you. That's kind of cute though. No, it isn't. Cause talk about my way. It's the, a dirge. And it's, it's just like, yeah, you're right. No, it doesn't matter. You can I'm be sorry. Like, Everyone's going to tweet at us right now and be like, yeah, but Karen, that was better than I've ever sounded in my life. Stop. Be, here's the thing. You can, you can, no, I agree. you can have the best singing voice in the world. Don't do it to us. It's yeah. that. She, that was basically like a prank song. It's, I am. You. You should be able to murder people if they put your name down without you knowing it. (laughs) That is unacceptable. Yeah, that's yeah. Actually, I just shouldn't have gone, but it was one of those things where there were so few people. Yeah, they're like Karen, 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 and then they're like, get up there, there, what you're a comedian, you're supposed to have a sense of humor. We tricked you. We're not. You can't trust us. Here's the thing. There's such a problem with violence in karaoke bars that they actually hire gay men or transsexual men. They call them baklas, and they're they are there to diffuse the undercurrent of tension with the male patrons of karaoke bars because they're not seen as rivals for the women and they're not seen as rivals for the singing. So they're just, and and they're there and they, it's basically like drag queen comedy. Like they come in and make jokes and like it all, it basically keeps the tension down. That's most poor. That's beautiful. (laughs) It really is nice. But, uh, it also is kind of funny that that's the amount of, uh, competition and tension in those bars is so extreme that that happened you know in the very beginning of the story they sounded so chill and it sounded like families were there uh well yeah but no but there are places in this world there's got to be Chuck E. Cheese's that are fucking dangerous, man. That that fucking in somewhere in in the um, Inland Empire, New Jersey, or the Inland Empire. Girl? Fucking that's where mobsters meet. Yeah, you don't want to. You one bad drunk dad near the pizza station, and oh. you're like, oh, this is a ruined Saturday. And then he gets fucking cement shoes and gets thrown to the ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the mafia guy. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Um, here's a really good quote, and I will wrap it up here. No, I love it. This guy uh, is. This guy that got interviewed for that New York Times article said, um, in the Philippines, life is difficult. And he is a man who repairs watches at a street kiosk. Um, There's government corruption. It's a weak economy that's driven a lot of Filipinos Mm. to work overseas. His own wife is a maid in Lebanon. Mm. And so he says, but you know, we have a saying, don't worry about your problems. Let your problems worry about you. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's they're just trying to deal. I also there's just a couple on the Wikipedia page. They had other video, uh, karaoke rage incidents in other countries, uh, which is kind oh of funny. God. Just saying, it's not some people get really competitive about karaoke. Um, there have been several reported cases of singers being assaulted, shot, or stabbed mid performance, <gasps> usually over how the songs are sung. In Malaysia, a man in 2008 in a coffee shop was performing, and he hugged the karaoke microphone so long that he was. Stabbed to death by other patrons plural oh and everyone had a knife on them yeah. or what if it was like butter knives butter knives so it's like took forever to Dude. stab him um and this is rough in thailand a man was arrested um because he shot 
eight of his neighbors to death, one of whom was his own brother-in-law, um, because they were singing Take Me Home Country Roads uh, repeatedly and terribly. We've talked about my ex-roommate uh, who just sang uh, Moonshadows. I played the bass and sang Moonshadows just into the night. I'm being followed by a Moonshadow, that uh, song? Wait, what's the other one? Yeah, that one. That over one. and over. And and she was a bass player, so she was Ugh. playing it on bass. Like, it wasn't even guitar. Oh, my God. So, I get it. Yeah. I murdered her. To, um, a man hacked two other men to death with a meat cleaver <gasps> over a, a fight over a karaoke microphone in China one time. Who the fuck knew? I mean, it's it's pretty intense. I mean, I get it. I get angry at karaoke when I get an evite to a friend, a friend's birthday party at a karaoke, like, private room. Yes. Like, I don't want to, I want to go sit at the bar and talk to you. Yeah. And you I don't want to watch you sing ABBA bad. And like drink so much sake that I have a headache. Yeah. And, and pay $18 for chicken wings. Well, be grateful that you live in a country where you basically don't have to sing karaoke all the time. Cause it sounds like that's kind of just what people do. Oh, that's true. It's like, yeah. you can't be like, no, I'd rather go bowling. No. Nope. Everyone's like bowling. That's not a thing here. Are you crazy? We don't do that. I mean, can we start skee-balling instead of karaoke? <laughs> do you know how happy that would make me? Do you know how shot you would get? Anyway, really, yeah. that's my murder. I'm done. That, I love that. It's pretty good, right? I would have never known about that. I know, me either. But I really, I have to admit, I really did want it to be just one guy in like a trench coat sure. who would watch you sing my way and then kill you in the parking lot. Well, we're going to write this. Nicholas Cage, are you available? <laughs> I feel like you might be. I have a sinking sensation. You're going to be a gritty cop, a gritty ex-cop hired as a security guard Where's at Willem a karaoke Defoe? bar. Where does Willem Dafoe come in? Where is he? He's doing a lot of Snickers commercials right now, but I think we could get him <laughs> on this project. <sighs> hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code SPACE80. Goodbye. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We Girl. are just hard workers. It's your time to shine. All right. Mine's, um, I think this, this episode is a pop culture episode. Okay. And we actually touched on this and I didn't, I didn't go as deep into this earlier as I wanted to because I was like, we're getting into my murder territory. All right, Karen. Yes. 1995. I remember. Do you remember what you used to do when you'd come home from school or when you'd wake up at 3 p.m. and you'd sit down with a bowl of cereal? Karen, would you watch daytime talk shows like Maury Povich? Yes. And like... Jenny it? Jones. Thank you. Yeah. And for example... Yep. Jenny Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this this was, I, I want to. I feel like we have a lot of young listeners who don't know what it was like back then. Before reality TV shows, we had uh, daytime talk shows that were introducing us to interesting characters and fucked up things, and it was all salacious and shitty and tawdry, but it was fascinating and amazing and mm. sometimes great. Um, some of the and things, then sometimes there'd just be makeovers. Sometimes, yeah, I was gonna say, so there would be. Uh, I wrote like a couple things. Uh, lie detector cheating. So yes. like a, a guy would come out and they're like, "Are you cheating on me?" Lie detector. Yeah. Uh, out of control teens. Just oh. love that. Send him that boot camp. Send them boot camp right in their face. Yes. Yeah. Scream in their face. And then I wrote fucked up makeovers. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're always like, "You don't dress like a mom because you're wrong," and they yeah. always rhyme. <laughs> they always rhyme. Oh, and then there would be a weird entrance where they would walk down like a fake catwalk at the end. Oh yeah. But to me, I was always like, I liked you better when you had that weird leopard print tank top. You on. look so boring now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that and then the audience would just scream shit. It was just like a free-for-all. Yeah. And it was fun. Good times. And we watched the shit out of that. Yeah. Um, So one of those people that had a show, because everyone was getting them at the time, but I actually liked the show a lot, was the Jenny Jones show. And Jenny Jones had been, I don't know, an actress and a stand-up comic. Was she really? Jenny Jones was a stand-up comic. I will just slide this one in. Please. uh, Who was on, um, and she always wore a tiny blue sequin dress for her no. sets. She had really big blonde hair. She was basically kind of like the cheesecake stand-up comic girl that was like, I look like this, but now I'm going to now I'm going to get real and tell you stuff like this. Wow. So it was like she would be quote unquote playing against her own type. Sure. In her stand-up comedy. Well, thank you for doing my research cuz I totally meant to do that. Like, no problem. Also, all right. Um a lot of fucked up sh- a lot of fucked up episodes. Hold on. Let's get to March 6th, 1995, when an episode was taped that was, pre- the premise was people revealing their crushes. All right, so one guy named Jonathan Schmitz, who's 26, he's brought in under the guise of someone has a big secret crush on you and the crush will be revealed on stage. Okay, I just have to say... In a setup like this, I feel like this is everyone's dream come true. Like, isn't that... We all wanted to be on these. It's the stuff of like... But even aside from being on TV, 
the idea of someone yeah. going, someone likes you. I've been obsessed with you and I'm, an, I'm crazy about you. Like when your friend goes, oh my God, you know who likes you? Yes. Isn't that like basically a high point of life? That's kind of like totally what we all live for. When you find out and it's like, and that's, I don't know, I, I feel like this is so 90s and, and such a like, we passed notes. We didn't have writing on people's message boards that's and texting. pre-social media. Yeah, we, we passed notes and we passed rumors and gossip through our friends and there was no other way of fucking handling it exactly you couldn't find out what anybody was doing or where anyone was going it was all gossip all gossip um what the producers didn't tell jonathan was that the actual name of the show was same sex crushes revealed they didn't tell him that jonathan was straight so he goes on the show as he says out of curiosity he later claims that the producers implied that the that the admirer was a woman so they didn't they didn't keep him in the dark. They told him as a woman, although they claim they didn't tell him that. Um, and they told him that he would meet the girl of his dreams. Oh, so he's on stage and they're like building it up as they do. I mean, these shows were great at doing this kind of thing. Yeah. And the secret admirer comes out and it's Scott Bernard. Um, Emmett. Oh God. I meant to look this up. Am and he was an acquaintance of Schmidt's. They had lived near each other in Lake Orion, Michigan. Um, and when Scott comes out, he, reveal, he reveals his crush to Jonathan. Jonathan is visibly shaken and embarrassed, apparently. And states that he's heterosexual, and but he laughs it off and he's amiable. And then uh, Scott goes on to tell the audience about a fantasy that uh, involved Jonathan and whipped cream and strawberries and champagne. Um, and then that's when Jonathan becomes enraged. Mm, on camera? Uh, I think in his heart. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, not on camera. So, this, and, and so another thing for like 1995 for people to understand is that, the, that homophobia was fucking, I know it seems like we're in a different place now, but homophobia was hard fucking core. Also, it was, it, it was completely, okay culturally for people to be homophobic it yeah. was crazy actually. even if you weren't homophobic making gay jokes was okay it happened constantly yeah and there was no um there were no voices to say hey go fuck yourself or you're in the wrong or yeah. anything this like that okay was, this yeah. is the you don't the understand pre the prevailing attitude was like that's funny or that's that's something to mock or that's something disgusting or it's yeah. you know it's it's a very different time now. and that's not that long ago which is so troubling and so that you know in 1991 um paul broussard who is a, a 27 year old houston area banker died after a gay bashing incident outside a houston nightclub where nine high schoolers beat and stabbed him to death oh. and this was what life was like back then you can't not mention Matthew Shepard in yep. 98. 1998. That was 98? 98. Fuck. He was beaten, tortured, and left to ultimately die in Laramie, Wyoming. Yep. So this was, this wasn't a, like, you know, we'll make fun of gay people time. This was a, if you're in certain parts of the country and certain people want to fuck with you and you're gay. You yeah. Know? I mean, and not to say that it doesn't happen now as well. But there's such... It's just a totally different. There are yeah. people who will speak up against it everywhere you go. Yeah, there's a shift of understanding that 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 
and a shift of identity like of people that are saying all those all the prevailing attitudes of like this is a deviance as opposed to no i am your relative yeah i'm your brother your friend um it's people that you know this isn't some aberration that it's like um it's not an affliction it's who it's a it's an identity and also it's the majority of the population not the majority of the population but it's an even amount there used to be a like there was a government an old old government um, projection that said 10% of the population was gay right. when it's way way higher yeah. so it's just that thing of like uh, you know it's it's an educational process that's taken us forever and it's great I mean as much as I fucking hate the internet it's like there's you would never have known what a huge population of people who are way fucking different than you in every way are out there unless you know you had that the internet right and people have a voice now yeah yeah fuck yeah so uh, let's cut back to three days after the taping mm-hmm. um and scott leaves a suggestive note on jonathan's at jonathan's house um jonathan finds the note and withdraws money from the bank, purchases a shotgun, and then went over to Scott's mobile home. He questions uh, Scott about the note, and then Jonathan goes back to his car, gets his gun, and goes back to the trailer. He shoots Scott twice in the chest with a 12-gauge buckshot at such close range that paper wadding from the shotgun shell ended up on Scott's heart Ugh. while a fragment of the other shell's casing entered his left lung. So, like, this is a look at me while I'm fucking killing you situation. Um, after killing uh, Scott, Jonathan leaves the residence and he calls 911 and confesses. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Let's see. Okay. During the trial, he's arrested during the trial. It's stated that, um, Scott's friend, Scott's friend says that after the taping of the Jenny Jones show, Scott and Jonathan actually went out drinking together and had an alleged sexual encounter. So it's possible this whole thing. I mean, that's, that's a weird element to it. They don't talk about a lot in a lot of these articles. Mm-hmm. It's alleged. Cause that's hearsay. Yeah. Yeah. It's total hearsay. But a, it's but hearsay it, it, that that's yeah. It it kind of it puts the it puts the level of anger into in it makes a little more sense to me, you know. Yeah, or it could be a lie. It, it could be a lie it, to justify. Uh, no, no, no. It. But this is this is Scott's friend. This is the guy who gets killed. Friend said that that they went out together that night. But you're okay. right. Okay. No, no, I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying. Alleged is a big word. Yeah. So he's found guilty of secondary murder in 1996, sentenced to 25 to 50 years in prison. Convictions overturned upon retrial, found guilty of the same charge once again, sentence reinstated. Ugh. Um, in 1999, Scott's family sues the Jenny Jones show, Telepictures, and Warner Brothers for the ambush taxic- tactics and their negligent role that led to the death of Scott. The jury found that the Jenny Jones show was irresponsible and negligent and that the show intentionally created an explosive situation without due concern for the possible consequences, which is like fucking every reality show right now, too. Um, the Michigan jury found the Jenny Jones show 
negligent and responsible for the events. They gave Scott's family over $25 million, um, $6.5 in funeral costs and burial, $5 million for um, the pain and suffering, and $10 million each for loss of com- uh, companionship and compensation. But the judgment was later overturned by the Michigan Court of Appeals in a two-to-one judgment, and the Michigan Supreme Court declined to hear the case. So then they never had nope. to pay that money? No, it wasn't Jenny Jones's, and it wasn't their fault, you know? Although, there was apparently a letter saying that that uh, was, I don't know, it, it seems like they didn't fucking tell him what, what he was expecting. And, uh, you know, so it's, so they're at fault. And the producers decided not to air the show, but you can see it on Court TV's coverage of the trial. And it's also featured in an HBO documentary called Talked to Death. Ooh. But, man. Wow. It's so fucking sad, isn't it? Well, also, it makes me think, because you, you said, um, like, that it could happen again, but I bet you after that, a shit ton of rules were put into place oh, yeah. by production companies that were like, and if you do this, you have to do this. Like, um, like say something like on Maury Povich or whatever. Like, I'm sure all those other really exploitive Sally cheaters. Jesse. like Remember cheaters recently? Yeah. Yeah, Cheaters was crazy. Oh I used God. to watch that all the time. But I mean, the that's host like got kind of stabbed. Yeah, yeah, the host got Remember? stabbed. Yes, that's right. You know what I've always had a problem with is so you when you're on a TV show or you're going to be in an area where there's taping, you have to sign a you know a waiver saying you're okay with your your you know your image. But you know, I bet they had him sign that before this happened. No, here's the thing. Tell me everything you know. Uh, here's what I know. Yeah, is that it's only in certain states that you have to do that, oh. and because um, there's certain states where, like in New York City, you can film, you can walk down the street and film, and you're and you're fine. In California, you can't do that. Okay. So in California, like when we would, uh, like on jobs I've had, you have to stick signs up. Now right. you, in New York, you have to do the same thing. You have to put up a sign that says. You're about to walk past a rolling camera. Due process, basically. Exactly. But in California, you have to have waivers. So if you, if if we would do man on the street stuff and there'd be a lady that would walk behind the interview and then go blah, blah, blah. It was something great that you wanted to use. You'd have to have PAs run down to get that lady to make sure she signed or you could not use the footage because basically the footage then becomes the proof. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, they have a, a, a open and shut case that like, yeah, you film me and I didn't say you could. And I, you don't have the paper that says I said you could. So you can't use it. So what about when you worked on like talk shows and you had guests that would come in, like they signed shit beforehand, like that anything you say can be aired. You can't go back and be like, you, I didn't expect this question to be asked of me. And I don't want oh. this on on TV. Uh, well, no, you, they do do that. Like yeah. ask questions that they, they weren't either prepped for or whatever, but that's more, that goes into like a more of a celebrity thing. They yeah. would, I don't think they do that to, um, like human interest guests right. that much, but in the celebrity world where they're like, okay, this is the person that just had the affair and it's in the news and everyone knows this person just had the affair. And so the publicist is like, you will not be talking about the affair. If and you the ask producer, this question, we're fucking leaving. Exactly. Kind of okay. And then the producer goes, of course we won't. Of course we yeah. won't. 
yeah. And then when they're sitting there, everybody makes that call. They literally make that call mm. where they're just like, ask the question. The question get, gets asked. The celebrity answers the question because they're in that situation yeah. where what, they're, what are they going to do? And they don't want to be rude. And the publicist goes batshit bananas backstage. I've seen this. I mean, like that, uh, I haven't, it's not like I've been in those gotcha situations. Yeah. I've never worked on gotcha shows like yeah. that. But that is a thing that's done where then it becomes a political thing, but usually between the publicist and the show where it's like, I will never come back. None of my clients will come yeah. here. I will pull this. I, and it, it but becomes they're like, like is a this, thing. is this worth losing all those clients because Angelina Jolie said whatever the fuck about exactly. her marriage? It's exactly. worth it. Let's just it's fucking worth it. Do it. It's worth the ratings. We will be the first people to have had the word on this. And then the publicist sees that the movie that they're making gets way more fucking people watching because they saw this thing at the Which end. Which I can't the, deal with it. It's crazy because that, it, it really is that thing where that whole world of like bad publicity is, is, yeah. there's no such thing as bad publicity because it really is true with the way social media is and the way the digital world has changing entertainment yeah. that kind of stuff is like there are people that plant their own gotcha right. stuff because they know it's the same thing of like how the Kardashians call the paparazzi yeah. on themselves we're gonna be here it's that thing where people when you the, people have learned over time that being in that victim stance actually can be good for your career yeah. and so they'll do it or they'll set it up like if they feel that this is a question they weren't expecting and they're being suddenly open and honest when really they fucking knew it was going to happen and then they get played as the victim but they magically handle it so right. well that suddenly the public who you know it's kind of it's that thing and I, know, I know it wasn't I don't think I shouldn't say I know I do not know for a fact but I'm pretty sure when Hugh Grant went on uh, Leno to talk about when he got caught with Divine Brown and he was married and all mm -hmm. that stuff, the way he handled that... Let's go back to 95. Right? Yeah. Was it around then? He handled that so beautifully. Perf because it was like, he basically went, ooh, I and did like it. blushing and like, yeah. I'm sorry and bad, whatever. And it's the thing that up, up until that point, any publicist would tell an actor in that position, you can't go on a talk show or if you do, they will not talk about this, whatever. And instead Instead, suddenly we see how it can, this situation can be handled in a different way and and you can turn an entire yeah. culture back onto your side and so basically this is just one more Karen ruining TV for everybody but it, but it's that thing where it's like these things are strategized and planned out so much more than anybody thinks it makes me ill and it's the reason why I yell at the TV all the time yeah. I can't I cannot watch um, late night talk shows. I can't watch those interviews. It makes me want to scream. Hey, Karen, I heard you went to the fucking beach lately. Oh my God. That's so funny you bring that up because, um, it's weird. Yeah. And the weirdest, creepiest part, I'm not acting anymore. Yeah. No, we're the done. weirdest, creepiest part is there are people that are so good. Like you, yeah. you can watch people who have done the same story on more than one and they talk look show. like they're just like oh my god i'm just i'm just remembering this oh that's right that birthday was so crazy yeah. where you're just like oh this is just what this is a the completely orchestrated conversation nothing is real nothing is real speak for yourself speak for yourself question authority <laughs> I'm timothy larry goodbye no uh i'm on acid right now no i just can't i just can't it's not reality it's not real and it scares me and like, it's not tv it's hbo <laughs> What? 95. Why did they get a plug? <laughs> <laughs>
We've been plugging so much shit that like Time Time Magazine, uh, fucking books. Hey, check out Time Magazine, everybody. Boards. They don't fucking. They haven't paid us to <laughs> plug them. Fucking pumpkins. Uh, man, guys, that was. You know what? I like that because it was like kind of different. Still on theme, but then we we both took it in a little bit of a different direction. This no week. children got killed this episode. That's right. That's rare. Could we just aim for that once a month? <laughs> sorry, yeah, just sorry. once a month. Can a fucking child? Did you see somebody made an "I'm sorry" where they made the "I'm yeah. really small"? It was basically like the visual, Ugh. and it was perfect because it, it. That's exactly what. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. good stuff. Um, All right, we've done it again. We've done it again. Wait, this is episode 40. High Shut five. the fuck up, is yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, oh, episode sorry. 40? Yeah. Oh my God, look at us go. That's crazy. Karen, I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us too. We've been friends for 40 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Here's to tw- 20 more. Oh, no, 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 no. There was the one week I got married and your mom died. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. So 30, I'm sorry I got married. We've been friends for 39 weeks. <laughs> That was the realest week of all, though. And we were so casual about it. Sorry, you guys. We're not... Because we didn't have any... There was nobody. March, man. Nobody cared in March. <laughs> and I was like, this is a thing. <laughs> yeah, no one cared. They are like, I like that girl from that thing and that girl from that thing. Yeah. Now listen. Yeah. Um, we have to t- uh, tell each other one good thing from this week. Oh, good idea. You go first because I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll always forget that part. Uh, my, my thing <laughs> is that... Uh, I really reconnected with Mimi, my cat Mimi. What? I know, it's so stupid. But like, suddenly <laughs> I, like, I'm obsessed with Elvis. He's my fucking, why are you laughing at me? It's true. Because you're, ta- you're, as you're telling me, you're petting Mimi, I like, know. in exa- but you're, it's a little Dr. Evilly, where you're like, my cat I reconnected Mimi. with Mimi. <laughs> we got eye to eye and brain to brain. Uh, can I plug my, their Instagram? It's Elvis and Mimi. Sure. On Instagram. And she's just, I, I've always been scared to love her because I thought Elvis wouldn't love me anymore for it. <laughs> wow. I know. I'm fucking insane. I have a, what's it called that when your cats, but I have worms in my head. Toxoplasmosis. Toxoplasmosis. Thank you, Stephen. Feline AIDS. Um, <laughs> and then suddenly I realized what a sweet angel she is. And Elvis gives zero shits about anything but cookies. It's so very true. We're good. Um, so it was, it was nice to like, it's been nice to. I love cats. Go on. They're pretty great. Yeah. These ones are sweet. They like you guys, which is rare for them. Uh, not, not for people to like you, but <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rare. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, this whole time I've been scrambling in my head. Okay. This <laughs> fine. I'll just do it. Anything. This is honest. This is at least I'm being honest. The shirt I'm wearing right now <laughs> is my favorite shirt I've ever owned in my life. It looks amazing. Thanks. Um, it's just a salmon and navy striped uh, shirt that I got at Crossroads, Stephen. Um, you look like a, like a hot pirate. Hey, but with a pocket. I there's something about it. It like reminds me of high school. It reminds me of all these things. It's really weird. The and thin. I like. I appreciate the thinness yeah. of it. It's and just, yet it's super comfortable. Substantial. Yeah. And it's a little tiny bit blousy, but then it also, it's just, it's working for me in every way to the point I where I noticed the, your boobs earlier. It's thanks. a thing I do as an A cupper. Drapey. It's like, they, you know, it's like, oh, sh- she's womanly, but she's not trying to throw it in my face. That's right. I actually cover it up to make you want it more. 
It's a very Victorian of me. The more layers you put on, the more I'm like, what could be under there? I'm I'm going to start wrapping a scarf around my neck, and then you're going to be so into me. And then I'll be like, is, does her neck fall off when I unwrap that scarf? At one, <laughs> you mean that Halloween story? Scary stories to tell Stephen what is it scary stories to tell in the dark Stephen's having a nervous breakdown you know what what Stephen's saying right now to us with this laughing this hysteric laughing is end this fucking podcast you guys are out of your mind stop talking about everything scary stories to tell in the dark don't even look it up Stephen I got this you take off the necklace and and never take my scarf never take my necklace and then her head falls off and she says I told you not to take it and then he puts it on a stick and he walks down the street of Sacramento with it. You guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you. We're totally insane. Stay sexy. Please, oh, don't get murdered. Rate, review, subscribe on, on Instagram. I mean, where? Oh, my God. <laughs> just, Elvis. Elvis. Save us. Do you want a cookie? You want a cookie? <laughs> want a cookie? Nope, just, yeah. Um, bye. Bye. We both get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god!